0: Mm, You better tell him, Tina. Tell him, Tina. Tell him, Tina. Better tell him, Tina.
1: Tina, you better tell him. Tell him,
0: Tina. Mm. You better tell him,
2: Tina. Tell him, Tina. Girl, you better tell him, Tina. Hey, y'all, welcome to Tell him, Tina, podcast. What are we talking about today? Hey, y'all, welcome to Tell him, Tina, podcast. Guess who I got with me today, y'all? The same people from the land. Tanya. Maya and Chastity, Okay, and we're coming back to talk about redefining gender roles. I hope that y'all have had a good week. Um, I hope that this roni isn't taking y'all out. My mental health has been up and down, but hey, that's neither here nor there. I've been keeping strong, but check on your strong friends because we're struggling. The single friends that's living by themselves and not having a lot of human interaction, check on us. I'm starting to get a little lax. If you ask me, um, I can have a visitor or two, maybe three. Um, that's just because I'm tired, I've been doing it before they locked us down. How have y'all been doing this week? Tell me, tell me what's going on. Introduce yourselves again, just tell them, hey, they know you're not y'all family. Hey, hey, this is Maya
1: back
2: and better than before. Oh, she back and better. Somebody had a good week, okay? A good one. Must this be- is big
3: talk, Um Back like I never left. <laughs>
2: Bouncing and <in> behaving,
3: <laughs>
0: Miss
2: Bouncing and Mrs.
0: Is- and Mrs. Tanya, just
2: here, You're just here.
0: <laughs> she here so she don't get fined. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she said, "I'm just here. We'll have a conversation after this phone call, Tanya. That's fine. We'll go to the house party." <laughs> all right thanks for having me I'm glad to be back I'm glad y'all back dang I'm glad y'all back I can't wait till we could see each other in the flesh um it's just different vibes different energy so we'll get into redefining gender roles I know we brought this topic up last week and we really wanted to dissect it and dive into it so let's start out with the general definition and I found on the interweb that it's behaviors, values, and attitudes that a society considers appropriate for both male and female. Um, One of the main uh, stereotypes is men are seen as the provider for the family, and women are seen as the caretakers of both home and family. Um, So, you know, once we think about that, we gotta think about also how are gender roles influenced and it's influenced really by the media, family, environment, and society. You know, what you see your parents do, you know, you're going to more likely do it. If you see your mom make your dad's plate, you're probably going to think that's what I should be doing. When I get my man, I'm going to make his plate. Um, Mm -hmm. Media, you know how people say um, couples goals and all all that, all those goals, somebody's son, somebody's daughter, you know, And society itself is just aggravating and just thinks that everybody should be in a box and Mm -hmm. that you can't do anything different than what we think. And if you go outside that box, you are wrong. But people, you are Mm -hmm. not wrong if you go outside the box because people fear what they don't understand. So If you don't understand it, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that it's something different than what you like. So... Mm -hmm. um. One of the biggest things is the woman being a, a caretaker of the home and family. But we have found that in statistics that, um, I'm letting my hair down y'all because case, I'm hot. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my air conditioner on a, di- a, di- a different temperature, you know, the utility's going up. Um, So I looked up that, so most stay at home dads, are found in the midwest and the southeast, which is interesting mm. it's more common in those regions and stay in, stay at home dads has steady, um has been steadily increasing, reaching an all time high in like twenty seventeen of twenty point two percent, which I thought was interesting. My stepdad was a stay at home dad, but you know he had income coming in from different projects, but he was always home i don't ever remember mm. him, him not being home. Um what about you all? Did y'all have any stay at home parents? I actually um, oh, go ahead.
3: No,
2: that's good. I was
3: just gonna say this is chastity. Um, I actually know no, no stay at home. No men that, that like work like stay at home. I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. No, no men. That's my two feet. My <laughs> my input. Zero. Go ahead, yay. <laughs> No, zero. Literally. I don't know any. No. I um, mean, stay at home is different than like don't work, right? Like
0: <laughs> no,
2: no, no. <laughs> well, working from home is the same, right?
0: <laughs> right. Okay. It so. is. Stay at home and work from home is it is the same, is isn't it, it? Or it, it can it fall can under be. the yeah. work from home can fall under the umbrella of stay at
2: home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yay, yeah. did any
0: of your parents stay home? G- Ni- G- <laughs> no. <laughs> a little background. Yay, Tanya is Nigerian and that's a negative.
2: Tell us about culturally <laughs> your stereotype though, like the Nigerian background. Um,
0: I will say, and I can't speak for um every Nigerian household or the entire culture, but um, I'll just generalize here a little bit uh culturally, I would say Nigerians are pretty traditional in their gender roles mm-hmm. and the way they carry them out uh so I grew up with pretty traditional gender roles, even you saying, Um <laughs> fixing your man a plate right mm-hmm. some i've I've had people who they just like like I don't know, he can make his own plate <laughs> which naturally, <laughs> I think. Yeah, sure, why not? It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being first generation, right, uh, parents migrated here, The they kind of, I won't say created their own, but started to transition into mm-hmm. this subject that we're talking about now, redefining, Like because the traditional generals back at home in Nigeria didn't necessarily, they didn't all necessarily work right, mm-hmm. for how things uh, run here in this country, so I've had to see a little, a little variety of everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Maya, what about you? Um,
1: I did not grow up with gender roles. Um, my parents divorced when I was seven, so they weren't even in the same house, mm-hmm. so uh, my mom, so she took on a lot of both of those roles. Um, But when my parents were together, although they both worked. I know my dad was very traditional on how he wanted things mm-hmm. to me. Um, but as far as a stay-at-home dad, I've never experienced that personally, but I do know someone who was a stay-at-home dad for a little bit of time. Um, he works now, but mm-hmm. his wife makes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, he was stay-at-home for a little bit, and now he is a teacher so mm-hmm.
0: didn't we speak about this couple
2: last week
1: oh no 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 oh, I'll speak to this that
2: <laughs> hey, hey, I was thinking that I knew them too I was like that was last week <laughs> they're ones talk about them they're not them <laughs> they're not them they're not them they're not them oh my goodness <laughs> so let's now that we know each other's backgrounds um Because I always had somebody at home. Even my grandmother was retired. So, um, but let's talk about gender stereotypes. How about, and we're going to break it down into four categories and speak on that. So let's talk about personality traits, right? So personality traits is the woman is supposed to be a little more sensitive, right? Um, Emotional. And men are expected to be self-confident and aggressive. And so you're like growing up, you always, always remember for me, um, emotions, what you, you could deal with your emotions, but like get the job done because your emotions stop you from being able to think clearly. So that busted that stereotype for me because my family was dominated by women so you don't have time to cry you just got to get up and get the job done and be go on your way um and then about the men to be self-confident and aggressive yes that's a stereotype but now society is saying like showing that it's okay showing men that it's okay to be emotional and talk about your feelings and be more open have you all seen more like men being open and Women being stronger, mm-hmm. women being more emotional, what are your personality traits, stereotypes? Because me and Chassie was talking the other day, and we we're like, men who open up too much, we'd be like, dang, he's so sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so emo. <laughs> like, yeah. So, how do
3: y'all feel That's about man. that? <clears throat> I mean, I feel like,
1: I don't, I guess it just depends on like what you would like. Really, because while I think we have like societal gender norms and then now that we're in even a time where, you know, gender is so many other things in topic of discussion, you know, um, how people feel and and what pronouns they want to use and what sex and all those things. I feel like um, it makes me it makes me think about that episode on insecure um, when Molly was dating that guy and he said that he had um, mm-hmm. experimented in college and had, um, he got head and, you know, she's like, no. And, you know, at first I was like, yeah, no, I could never date a guy like that because that doesn't align with what you think or what I think a man should be mm-hmm. um, at that time. But now, although now I'm in a place of, I don't know if I could date a guy like that. I'm, I'm not a hard no, but I'm not a definite yes. Mm. Um, I just think as society changes and you experience things and you understand where things come from, because I have like in a relationship, I have a very masculine energy about me. So why can I not accept the more emotional man still as a man, but I expect someone to accept me as a woman even though I have what society calls "I'm the alpha female," you know. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess it's just what you like.
0: Preference. I agree with that, Maya. That was that was mm-hmm. um. You just made a point, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I also Didn't have you? pretty. Um, i won't to say pretty, but <laughs> some masculine tendencies and <laughs> energies.
2: <laughs> um and Dang.
0: i expect right my guy to accept it and appreciate it but at the same mm-hmm. time recognize that with the same masculine energy and tendencies i am mm-hmm. feminine <laughs> feminine af right so i can be highly emotional highly complicated mm-hmm. and complex right but um i kind of recognize that in me that i don't necessarily appreciate a super emotional guy mm-hmm. i appreciate a guy who's emotionally mature right who recognizes mm-hmm. what he's feeling knows how to channel mm-hmm. it knows how to communicate it but the overexpression of emotion Yeah.
2: If you're anything like me, I shut down when it's an overexpression of emotion. Mm -hmm. I shut down because I can't hear you because you're all over the place. You're talking in circles. I'm a bottom line type of person. Like, what's the bottom line? Like, what are you really trying to say to me? Because in your hyper emotional state, I can't. You're all over the place because emotions to me are so fleeting. So it's just like, do you need a moment? Like, do you want a moment so I can mm. really hear you or do you want to just talk out of these emotions and then you come back later and want to talk about it? And I'm like, we already talked about it because I'm exhausted by your your emotional self for a minute, you know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think we all in this group have um, masculine traits, you know. I mean, if you want something done, you get it done yourself. Like um, Tanya right now house. is building her house from the ground up, basically. <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> and um, but still trying to be cute doing it. Like I'm super cute right now. <laughs> okay, look, we're gonna get on house party and I'll take a picture so we could post it on Instagram for you know the marketing. But I don't know. And then I, I say personality traits because I have, I had a nephew. Well, I do have a nephew, but he grew up. And when he was younger, it seemed like he was more feminine, but he was always around women and he talked a lot and he had an opinion. He always had an opinion, but that's what he saw. Right. So mm-hmm. they were just kind of like, you know, my older cousins, which ooh, almost said something, but who I thought just kind of <laughs> wasn't didn't grasp like life, they were like, oh well what is he gonna be? Like he he's so feminine. He's emotional. But he's grown up to be a fine young man who can really tap into his emotions, have a conversation, um, really have compassion for women and treat them well. But it's just like if a if a kid is acting too feminine, they like you can't do this. Got boys can't play with baby dolls. And as in some kids, they don't even see it as a a girl doll. They see it as just like I'm playing, mm-hmm. you know. Ooh, that, mm-hmm. that's real. And you know, so, so, so I want to
1: say. Go ahead. To th- sorry, finish. I know I kind of could Mm-mm. but I wanted to touch on what you said when you first started talking about um, emotions being fleeting. Um, and just before I forgot, I was wanted to say that I feel like that is a part of emotional maturity that Tanya was talking about because if you are emotionally Mature, I feel like I can trust that when you're talking to me in this emotion, that it is not going to be that immature. You know, you're saying first thing that comes to your mind, you're just trying to hurt me as as much as I hurt you, versus Mm -hmm. I can trust what you're saying in this emotional moment because I know that you're mature enough that you are realizing that you're trying to you you have to express how you feel right now and get it out but you're not doing it from a place of pettiness or Mm -hmm. wanting to get in or you know so Mm -hmm. I think when you know someone has that emotional maturity maybe it puts you in a different position to say like hey we can hash this out right now or also someone who is emotional um, emotionally mature is going to tell you like hey sometimes when I'm at a certain place I have to step back for a second but Please Mm -hmm. know that I will communicate it with you. I'm sorry if it's not on your time. I will communicate it. We will talk through this. Mm -hmm. But I know myself, I'm mature enough to know that if we talk about it right now, I'm going to say regretful things. And so I'm going to, so, you know, just knowing yourself and having someone Mm -hmm. to be able to recognize it, I think definitely changes kind of how that interaction goes as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree
2: with that. Did you have to create the space of transparency and vulnerability? And I think people mm-hmm. want someone to be so vulnerable with them and especially a man. But you, if you, every time he gets emotional or tries to open up, you shut it down and be like, but this is how I feel. It's gonna put, mm-hmm. it, you're not creating a space for him to express himself. Or yeah. for her to express mm-hmm. herself where you're just using yelling and intimidation as a tactic so you can win your argument. Instead of being like, "We we got to come to an agreement to where we both feel good. So that's going to slide us over to domestic behaviors. Um example, people expect the wife, the uh, or the woman in the family to take care of the kids, cook, clean, put the kids to bed, all that other stuff, while men take care of the finances, work on the car, do home repairs. Um which is funny because I was talking to my sister and when she was married, she was talking about, you know, when she wants something done, she wants it done right, right now. So if that's, he needs to fix something at the house, I told you to fix it at the house, that's your job. You know, that's your role. And I'm gonna try to like be chill about it. But like, if you take one or two more, too many days, I'm just gonna do it myself, right? So I think that that's where sometimes we kick out that domestic gender role. Like, I'm just going to do it myself. I know I can do it myself. I'm trying to open up the space for you to do it, hubby. But since you didn't do it in a timely manner of what I thought was timely, I, I'm just going to do it. So what do y'all think about the domestic gender gender roles?
0: Oh. <laughs>
3: This is Chastity speaking. I think I go back and forth with the domestic gender roles because if I'm being completely honest, that's what we want. I think parts of me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think parts of me sometimes um slips into a traditional view mm-hmm. of what those domestic roles look like, but then I quickly come back to We're in 2020, right? A lot of women are entrepreneurs. A lot of women are working women, Mm -hmm. right? And so gone are the times where I'm a stay-at-home mom or I might not get home at 3, 4. And I used to date this guy that I, to just give personal experience, you know, with our industry and flying, I could finish a trip at 8 o'clock. He still expected me to go to the grocery store and cook the food and do all of that. And it was frustrating. It was very frustrating um, because I felt like you were just as capable and he could cook. Yeah. Mm. So that was, that was, the, that was the other side of it. But he literally waited wow. and expected me to do that because he was very <laughs> traditional in his way. So I, I don't know, personally, I feel like, um, but, and, and the reason why I said I'm going to be honest is because then it, when it comes to certain things like my car, mm. I don't want to deal with anything car related. I just want my, like, whatever goes wrong. I just want my guy to, okay, this light came on and I come outside tomorrow and it's fixed.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Wait, you, want that you know, so, turnaround? like, that's why I said the quick turnaround.
3: Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the instant the instant gratification <laughs> is negotiable. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm just saying my point that I'm making is anything car related, like, I don't like to deal with it. I feel like, I don't really know what's going on, um, and so I just rather him do it. And so one could argue that that's traditional, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like, there are a lot of women out there that, okay, they're going to figure it out. Like, I'm going to figure it out. It's my car. If I'm going to buy, and I kind of resort to that. So that's why I said I'm kind of in the middle. Um, But I don't think that that we could just box in domestic gender roles. Like, I think it depends on your partner, Mm -hmm. your spouse, who you're with, Um, you know, their strengths. Your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. if those balance out. And I think you have to take all of that into consideration. Like, your guy might not cook at all. So you will be the Mm -hmm. one doing all the cooking, right? Like, or do you argue, well, he should learn? I don't know. So you all can chime in. But
1: I would say I'm maybe the same way in, in, I don't know. See, I don't, and again, like, I think we've talked about this before, even just in our own personal conversations that, like, I'm the one in my relationship, I'm the one who cooks. I'm only the one who cooks. Um, But that's because I enjoy cooking. And so our arrangement is I cook, I get the groceries, you know, I have the food during the week, and he handles all the dates. Um, And so while I don't feel like it necessarily is that way because of the gender roles, it's just I enjoy cooking, and that is how I show my love. Mm. Um, and and so it's more of like, hey, I did this for you. This is my gesture for you today. I enjoy doing this. It makes me happy. It makes you happy. Um, but then also in the same respects, like, I'm the person who's out in the yard. My boyfriend hates being outside. Um, I can change the oil on my car. I have no problem pumping it. I'm sorry. You know how to
2: do that? You know, you don't want to change your oil. I can change my own
1: oil. So growing up, I was a daddy girl. Oh. So you know, I was going. I go fishing with my dad. I'm you know, change working on the cars with my dad. I'm out in the backyard handling the dogs. Um, and so and that again, that's that masculinity. I I don't really want to use that word, but um, for the sake of gender roles, that's that masculinity part in me. And so it's. Almost like, you know, a tomboy, which I don't like that either. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like putting myself in that box and it is okay for me that I am the one who's in the front yard working on the yard and my boyfriend would rather be in the house, you know, but at the same time, he's going to wash my car for me. Um, but I also don't mind doing it for myself. So I don't know if it's me being in the middle, um, or just hey, I appreciate if you do these things for me, but I'm very capable of doing
2: all of these
1: things myself. I think so. I, I mean, hmm. but then I also this this whole conversation really makes me think, and I want to. Can I ask a question
2: as well? <laughs> That's what all my guests do. Y'all, y'all so y'all think so. Y'all, y'all, y'all just have so many ideas and thought-provoking things. that y'all start asking me questions, I'm about to be Oprah on y'all ass and be like, no, no. Snap the mic.
1: Um, this all makes me think about where gender roles begin from with kids, right? So um, I wanna say I'm very revolutionary in, in my thinking and evolved. And so I feel like if I have a son and for Halloween he tells me he wants to be Elsa, fine. I'm not gonna, you know, I don't tie that. Or or if my daughter says she wants to be Spider-Man. Um, but with like, say my sister and um, my brother-in-law, they have a son and it's like, no. Um, even my mom, like, oh, Um, And if he does, if my nephew does something, it's, oh, he acts like he's all a little boy. He acts like a little boy. Or, you know, if he does something, jumping off the couch. And I'm like, well, a little girl could jump off the couch. I was jumping off the couch. You know, Mm -hmm. so I feel like the real thing and the real conversation around gender roles needs to be how, even though they're changing now as we're older, how are we shaping
2: these gender roles from kids? Correct. Okay, so that is a good question mm-hmm. because I think that what you make a big deal is what makes a kid curious. So if your kid says they want to, your son says he want to dress up at Elsa's, as Elsa, you say, oh, hell no, you ain't doing that cross dressing shit. And then mm-hmm. the kid is going to be like, what do you mean? What is cross dressing? Mm-hmm.
3: I just oh, thought right? I was
2: being a kid, good, so it makes good. them curious to want to dig and dive deep within that, right. like, what is wrong with this? I I just want to try things. Um, I think my yeah. friend's daughter loves Spider-Man. Like, she'll be on FaceTime mm-hmm. acting like she's throwing a web, you know, but <laughs> they don't make it a big deal, like, oh my God, she loves Spider-Man. It's a cartoon.
1: And is it less of a deal for little girls and little boys? Oh, it's
2: less of a deal for little girls than little boys. Oh, absolutely. It is. That's a, Correct. That's a I was going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. little boys cannot mm-hmm. act feminine. You can't be in here dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You can't be in here, you know, twerking, dancing, rolling your hips. But a little girl comes right. in, she can do it for a second, and then you're going to be like, get get your ass up out of up, you, right. you know, mm-hmm. So I think it comes from, like, just maturity, just to kind of, I think that we have tried to put kids in a box of the norm to say, Mm -hmm. you are supposed to do this if you're a little boy. You're supposed to do this as a little girl. We don't let their personality flourish. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that leads Mm -hmm. to um, a couple trials later on. So if you let their personality flourish and just like let them figure it out themselves instead of trying to scope and mold them into who you think they should be, I think it causes mm-hmm. a lot of confusion because it's going against what they like,
3: you know mhm, just like excusing a little girl's behavior like if a little girl is plays rough and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of just like oh she's she stands up for herself, she's tough, she doesn't take any crap, but if a little boy is I mean, I've heard people say, oh, Mm -hmm. he's so soft or he's so sensitive. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard fathers say that, you know, like, oh, I cannot hate that he's so, Mm
1: -hmm. he cries.
3: Like, why are you crying? You know, even that. Mm -hmm. I said, take it like a man. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, why are you crying? Why do you cry about Mm -hmm. everything? That's soft. You're soft. It's really, yeah, it's from a, I mean, a lot of things go back to parenting, but that's for sure being established in the household and one is excused while the other is mm-hmm.
2: shunned. Do you know? think women have more leeway in to in their gender? To hmm. be like, I wanna I wanna do this. I wanna explore like me. Oh for sure. I think, think so. I mean just is. think about it.
1: I think it's just it's all of these these it's society like and not until I was older. It's like, you don't, re- like, who is society? What the hell is society? Like, why They're raggedy judges. societal? Yeah, like, why is societal even a thing? Like, what I want to do should be okay with me. You know, as long as I'm not murdering, murdering anyone, I'm living within the laws of the land. But why is it that society, other people, have so much control over who we are as individuals. Um, And I think it just goes back again to like self-awareness. And when you get into that Mm self-awareness and you, that light bulb goes off of, I've been doing a lot of shit in my life for society Mm -hmm. or for them. And when you finally break that chain, then you're, then that's when it's like, it's just a different, I feel like you're a part of a different society, a different club of, Mm -hmm. Enlightenment, you know mm-hmm. not sound like super deep or, or you know it's just yeah. like and but i feel like so many people are still stuck in that mindset um of things have to be a certain way mm-hmm. and that really sets you up for failure because you teach that to your kids then your kids come so concerned with what everyone else is thinking then fear absolutely and they never all feel all like
2: that. they can completely be there be themselves and I want to talk yeah. on um, being self-aware. I'm just going to do a little tad, a little razzle-dazzle. Um, that when it comes to say, being self-aware, people don't realize how much work it is. Oh, like oh. it's so much work to be self-aware. Like you can no longer point the finger. It is all coming back to you. Like, how could mm-hmm. I have done it differently? Even if it's not your fault. You're like, how could I do it differently? How could I have been a better person in the situation and realized different things? So I just think that, I don't know, domestic behavior, I, I've looked at different. um Tanya, you back? I'm back. Okay, we can hear you now. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> um I wanted like domestic behaviors, I think that more so this, this generation is getting to getting into a more of a, of a partnership of saying what works for us, what works for our family. Like, you know, I'll go to dinner parties and the husband will get in there and wash dishes. And the women will be like, Girl, my husband don't wash dishes. And the lady and then the woman whose husband's helping would be like, Oh, my husband always helps me. He always cares about mm. my well being. So then the other couple was driving home fighting because so and so <laughs> is helping cooking and help me. He washing dishes and stuff, helping, and you don't help me do shit. But that is. <laughs> right. I feel like
0: that understanding has a lot to do with compatibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So understanding mm-hmm. your perspective and your take and your idea mm-hmm. of gender roles and domestic gender roles. Um, has a lot to do with your compatibility with your partner or future mm-hmm. partner. And I mm-hmm. think some people go in without really, really taking into consideration how much, how important that is to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, as as tomboyish as I can be to a degree, I have very traditional mindset um, or expectation when it comes to domestic roles. Um, yes, you know, kind of on the topic of reinventing or the new gender roles i we don't have to follow them to a t but i expect the guy to take the initiative and Mm -hmm. source out and provide and and problem solve a lot of the more traditional male things that goes on you know in the household Mm -hmm. um kind of like chassie you mentioned earlier if a light comes out in your car how quickly do you want things done? Well, light in the car is an indication that something is wrong. I want you to that's jump on that's that. That's the problem. I exactly. I need the address <laughs> to the car dealership to go get it fixed and who to ask for when I get there. Absolutely not. But I get now that it's kind of, you know, like in redefining that's kind of it. Like he might not be able to jump on it because he has things to do. So he's like, I'm going to send you to where it needs to be done and this is who you need to ask for. And and, and they already having, know. Right. Mm-hmm. Having the understanding, well, now a guy might not be able to j- jump in and get that done immediately, but does he take care of it? Is he yeah. part of the problem solving?
2: So That's true. Ooh, I like that. Are you a, pro- a part of the problem solving oh. where I don't have to keep getting on the phone mm-hmm. with you and be like, okay, well, Jeff over here already said that it's going to be three thousand dollars, and he'd be like, uh-uh, I already talked to, I already talked to Ben, and Ben said <laughs> we can get this done for fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> today, and they're going to give you a car to drive and you could go shop and go to lunch or whatever, and then when, you, when it's done, you come back and pick the car up. Right, but he didn't get into the hood one He But <laughs> you figured it out, he look, figured, it you figured it out. But there's, that's the difference. You have two different type of men, right? You got the men that are hands-on or the men who's just like, I got the means to pay for it. And I'm gonna pay for it that we get it taken care of. I probably can't come in there and put down the floor a hardwood floor, but I could get somebody to pay for it. And I can I'm going the right contractor. Correct. I'm going to do my research, right. and you know that whoever I'm getting to do something is going to be the right person. I'm not just throwing away my money. So, I like you said, you have to know your partner. I'm, and I'm do that. you want the kind mm-hmm. of man
0: or or the kind of partner who is who's going to get down and put the floor down or get under the hood and change the oil, or do you mind somebody figuring out and getting it done i have a friend who she legit wants her man to be able to go out hunt the food clean it and 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 she cook it you know just Mm. to kind of summarize she wants somebody who doesn't mind getting dirty who does the very physical labor things around um Mm -hmm. the house and part of the household i don't necessarily need that right i just need somebody who is going to Figure it out and get it done. But I think you know when I say people don't really think um, how deeply or to what degree these generals impact them. If you say right now, like I don't care, you know, I'm mm, sorry, right. and then you get married to somebody who is not about to get down and, and, and change that oil, but you're like, I truly desire a man who 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 doesn't mind doing that. Well, mm-hmm. now we have compatibility issues. Correct.
2: Because mm-hmm. nothing he does is right. Mm-hmm. So being yeah. honest with yourself. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Did you get to say Am I doing, I'm uh-uh. sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying that um I forgot. Go ahead. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I was gonna say like I'm I'm like yay, and when I hear people that want someone to do something so specific, I kind of question like what is it in you that, that needs that? Because if you want someone provider as long as it gets it done, why does it matter how it gets done? So why does it have to be that they are you physically see them under the car? If they take your, you know, you went to bed and your car was broke, and when you got up, it was fixed. How it got done? Why does that matter? You I know, agree. so
2: because if he fix it and he I mean, messed it up, because yes, if he fixes it and he messes it up, I'm gonna be mad. You right? messed up my damn car. You know, you should have <laughs> took that shit over there to the people. You're looking at my, YouTube my, trying I to think, change my oil. My, I think that speaks
0: to people's perspective. Like, what you saw growing up, like, you know, what people did, like, for example, if somebody grew up with a father who gets down and changes the oil and, you know, he he does all the, like, the super laborous things. to them mm-hmm. that might be their,
2: like, their
0: view of love, right, their love language. And so yeah to you it doesn't matter if it gets done but to them that is like that's that's a major that's major mm-hmm. right so exploring like we and I think it is still a necessary question to ask yourself though what in you requires that why do you view that you know over the other or is more important than the other I think it's mes- it's still necessary to ask and dig deeper mm-hmm. but I don't fucking want their meat shot down and killed and clean right if that's what you want if right? that's if if right. that's
2: y'all's thing because i have like so many friends that are married i've had i've got like 50, 11, 50 11 bridesmaids dresses um i think i'm done <laughs> y'all i ain't gonna put on there another one until i'm in my own wedding but um <laughs> everybody's household is ran differently now i can compare the households mm-hmm. to where it's more of a team um, to where I'm like, okay, I think that I would gravitate to more of a team. I played sports all my life. I was a tomboy. I saw my stepdad being a team player. Sometimes he was an a-hole, I'm not going to lie. But he was a team player, mm-hmm. as in, let's say we got to get up and go to work. You know, my mom used to take me to school. If I was on time, she would leave me, whatever. That's just neither to get nowhere there. But my stepdad <laughs> would get up in the morning if it was foggy and rinse off the car. And and if it was cold outside, he would crank up the car, Crank, all right? He would start the car and, um, you know, turn the heater on, defrost, rinse it off. So, like, that, when I see a man doing something like that, for me, I'd be like, oh, that's so nice, you know, warmed up my car, just got to get in and go to work, you know? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't care about me any more or any less because he doesn't do those things because maybe he wasn't raised that way. <clears throat> but is that a gender role or is that just being thoughtful I mean I would probably get out there every now and again and rank, rank look this is Florida rank off his car <laughs> I would rank off his car <laughs> <laughs> you know if I was in the dog house I'm gonna go out there and, you know babe I'll put the little heater on
0: the part about him like getting up to do the car stuff is more of a gender role but Actually, taking initiative mm-hmm. to do it is the thoughtfulness. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a
0: lot of men who are taught things that don't necessarily do it if they can get away with
2: mm-hmm. it. And especially mm-hmm. when it's dark outside. Like, so our job, mm-hmm. we have to get up sometimes <laughs> before day in the morning. My grandma used to say "full day in the morning. I'm like, "full day in the morning. What is faux day in the morning? But she meant before day in the morning. So, <laughs> so before day. <laughs> And before the sun comes up, and hey, he makes sure you get to your car. He makes sure, you know, you're straight, even though he doesn't have to get up till eight o'clock, right? Um, those are just mm. minor things. But I think when it comes to domestic behaviors, I think that it's all preference. and so you can't put it in a box. You have to say, what works for us? What makes us both feel like we're both taken care of? So if it takes me, Making sure I stay home and make sure these people who are coming in to fix, you know, the air conditioner or whatever um, is taken care of. I'm going to do that because I'm not going to expect my husband to call in and do that for us, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so I think that's just preference. So we're going to move down to occupation occupations because, you know, people are quick to assume that, like, you know, women are thriving. Okay, baby. Women are like pilots now. Um, they're in the mm-hmm. flight deck. They no longer call it the cockpit. We can't call it the cockpit anymore because it ain't just cops up there. It's the flight deck right. because it's women up there. And, you know, we all taught that in, in our training, too, that, you know, we we saw the little scenario about the lady feeling like they thought she was going to be a flight attendant or whatever. And she was really a pilot when she was trying to fly somewhere. And she felt defended. Um, A lot of times I think that when people see men as flight attendants, they say they're gay. You immediately think that they're uh-huh. gay, but that doesn't mean that you're gay. But it's funny to watch the men that are flight attendants that aren't securing themselves that are straight because they make, they try to make sure you know that they're not gay. Uh-huh. So what do y'all think are some assumptions like um for occupations like teachers are supposed teachers and nurses are supposed to be women but you got a lot of men that are teachers and nurses you know Hmm. i mean i think just
1: just like what you're saying like the obvious ones but in i th- wasn't well, talking about teachers there's a meme going around right now where people are like um what grade were you in when you had your first um, male black teacher? You know, a lot of people are like fifth grade, high school, college, mm-hmm. um, and I think again, just like we talked about kids, those those small interactions in people's lives, uh, male or female, they matter. Mm-hmm. So ha- having a black male teacher when talking about, you know, African-Americans, black people. Um, it's important to see male teachers as a young man rather than you only see male males in the professions of, you know, mechanic, whatever else that fits the stereotypical mm-hmm. um, gender role of a man, but to see them in these other positions of nurses and teachers and, hell, a, a nail tech or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that under that that feminine um, classification, I think would put us in a different position in society. Um, but you know, it's such an age old thing that it, it's been passed down. I don't like know if it
2: will ever completely change. Mm-hmm. It's like a generational yeah. thing, I think. Right. Um, I think you have to be very mindful to want to change it, like speak- speak mm-hmm. out about it when you see um like when you see someone being sexist or you know stereotyping genders or how a boy acts or you know how a little girl acts like you know that has an opinion about it, you know, just try to be the person who stands up for someone who doesn't have a voice or realize where it's coming from, and that's back to being self aware too because mm-hmm. You have a voice now and you're okay speaking the truth. If you see that something isn't going right. Um, I feel like anybody can be whatever they want to be. Like when I see a man in, in the nail shop and they be like, Okay, it's your turn, and I ho- I be like, I hope it's this man because he might rub my legs different. <laughs> if I ain't come in here looking like a booger wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Men get
0: the best massage. Don't
2: they? And especially if you... Pretty privilege. <laughs> that is a thing. That is a thing. I don't care who you are. Pretty privilege is a thing. I don't care. Do y'all think pretty <laughs> privilege is oh, a thing? Oh, it's
0: definitely a thing. You get the
2: most grace being pretty. And I'm not saying that <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder because I could be ugly to somebody. But... <laughs> Pretty, pri- Listen, y'all laughing, but y'all know it's the thing <laughs> I don't even want to get into it because that's next.
0: That's the next podcast. That's
2: the next podcast. <laughs> All right, we're gonna close out with um. We'll <laughs> Pretty privileged, Lord. I got me a free Twix the other day, <laughs> and I ain't do use nothing but um eyes because I had a face mask on. Okay, I gotta work with these eyes. Y'all gotta work to work like work on your eyes, and how you entice people with them eyeballs. Because that's all you got to work with. You can't even give him them nice teeth. You can't. You <laughs> really cannot. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, we're going to go talk about um, physical appearance because you have women being bodybuilders these days. Women are as thin and graceful. Um, we expect um, men to be tall and muscular. Um, you know, even on dating websites, if I see, oh, he's 5'9, and I'm only 5'6, I'd be like, mm, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like we have an expectation. Like men are supposed to dress a certain way. Um, let's talk about skinny jeans. I heard a dude, <laughs> I heard a dude say. You shouldn't be messing with a nigga who have to point his toe to put his shoes on. Put his pants on. <laughs> what? <laughs> when he put on skinny jeans, he's got to point his toe to put the pants on, right? But why does that matter? I think that guys could be trendy and dress how they want. Girls can have that tomboyish vibe. Um mm-hmm. And you know, like you may want to be a tomboyish one day, sporty one day, and like really cute and girly with the heels one day. It's just different every day. So, how do y'all feel about like physical appearance? Do you think a man is supposed to is is too metro a thing? Like you have metrosexual men. Like is that a thing?
1: I think it's preference. It is for uh, me. Yes, there is a <laughs> it's a thing.
0: It's a thing. I just don't need you to be as concerned with your not. I need you to be concerned with your physical appearance mm-hmm. and your height upkeep, but I need you to be as concerned as me. Like we can't have the we can't be in the mirror the same a lot of time. We can't. I mean, our pants can't fit us the same either. Um, mm-hmm. I like a little slight metro, though. Slight. Oh. Slight like, pit, I like like a little pimp, subtle, like a subtle European metro. <laughs> oh,
1: see, I like, like that to take too. Care of
0: yourself.
1: Who, mm-hmm. like, a take care of yourself, just enough that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you, okay. yeah, I see you nails done, they look good, okay,
2: they're clean. They yeah, he's got clean nails, he's got you know, he can dress. You don't, I think, that the most important part is to know that, like if I say, if we say we're going to True Luck, you know how to dress. We're going to Ruth Chris, you know how to dress. We're going to Applebee's, you know how to dress. I don't want to ever worry about how you dress. Now, if you, oh. if your jeans so tight that I can see your meat, we got to punch your meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and even when, like, I remember growing up, I had a short hairstyle. So like, most people thought like short hairstyles means that you're gay. But first of all, mm-hmm. short hairstyle is just that my hair really wasn't growing like everybody else's. So we're going to keep cutting it. And my dad's a barber. But now, a mm-hmm. short haircut on a woman. Because but how were you getting
0: it cut? With, did you have like a sharp edge? Of I it? had a sharp, no, <laughs> I was like,
2: you know, a little Halle Berry. Where you had, a like Mia, some finger I had like a little meal long <laughs> in Friday. <laughs> Oh, along mm-hmm. and Friday was fun. Well, but but
0: like did you have your sharp haircut short haircut and you also played sports?
2: And I also played sports. I played sports on my oh, own. Oh, you okay. hooped. Did you okay. hoop? I hooped <laughs> I was crossing See? people over. So you
0: <laughs> had so that means sometimes your short hair was coupled with like hooping shorts. And so that could have been like the c- c- confusion. Correct. You're right.
1: Oh, when I was in college. I used to get hit on by lesbians all the time because I went to school for dance, so I was constantly in menswear. Like I like big baggy clothes, so I would wear sneakers, big baggy clothes, and I mean, y'all seen my hair on a bad day? My hair would be like that
2: constantly. Can we seen your clothes. Did you be wearing it John? on a dumb rush? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> really, Tina? And
1: then Kanye's two
2: uh, you're, walking,
0: you're, right around campus, you're, you're walking around campus
2: in your pre-don't rush
0: turn,
2: oh. Oh. All, the, all the way to don't, don't rush I would have been thinking it too <laughs> <in> you, baby. <laughs> listen first of all go watch our video don't rush on um our Instagram shameless pages plug. shameless plug yes Um, go watch it on any one of our pages um if you find me you don't find them because they're tagged in it um you know I don't really know my Instagram name so y'all know I'd be struggling but I get it Maya I get it anyway if you played basketball everybody thought that you was gay really if you played basketball because sometimes I guess sometimes they did it depends on where you're from like I'm from a small town
0: I play ball, but, like, my shorts are, like, rolled up. My hair is like cute pony. I, I can see too. you but, but I wasn't, wasn't, real serious. Real. I wasn't serious either, people, that I was a joke, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I was so, oh, I was so cute. I was so cute. I was so cute.
2: Listen, <laughs> I can see you rolling them shorts up, like, about three, four times. And that's excessive. So, you know, tra- you know
0: track was my sport because of the uniform. All
2: right, right. Yes. The spandex. Spandex. <laughs> Volleyball was my thing, because you had the spandex, you had the tight shirt, you had the socks pulled up, just showed, like, oh, your nice God. legs and a little bit of pluk mm. booty, because mm. I just got a little bit of bloop, and the boys would just come pluk. and watch, because, you know, we got on tight clothes.
0: And you remained in a <laughs> squat position.
2: Oh, listen, <laughs> knees just good. just oh, yes, yes. They say, oh. move your feet. Mm. Move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> We got to worry about messing up the knees, but you know, either or. Now, when you see a man dressed really well, but more so Metro, how do y'all be feeling? You it do you stereotype
3: this? It can make me, mm, it, it can make me uncomfortable at times. Like it, it just depends. Like I like a man to look good and, the other thing is I like his clothes to fit, right? Like, I don't want mm-hmm. baggy hanging off of you too big. I don't like that look. Um, I like a tailored look. But I still think there's a difference between tailored and, like, just very ostentatious over the top. Um, big word. And that's <laughs> and that's what I think of kind of, like, when I think Metro, like, you prettier than me. And, like, how is this? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't, I don't know. That's that's tough because I feel like I've dated somebody that was that dressed like that before, and I think I was half and half. Like
2: mm-hmm.
3: in the back of my mind, I would be like, "Okay, what is he about to wear?
2: Like, mm. what is he about to
3: put him on?" <laughs> Seriously, like I would, I would be like, well, "He mm-hmm. mm-hmm. putting on them leather pants, or what's happening?" <laughs> Oh, you got on leather
2: pants. Leather pants, like the man in um waiting to excel when he was throwing the oranges. Like New <laughs> Jack City, baby.
1: See, <laughs> I need to know that you can just you can put on a pair of sweats and a nice pair of shoes, and we can kick it. But I need to know that if we go to a nice restaurant, we go to church, we go to a black tie event that you're going to be able to show up and show out as well. But I don't like any one thing like i dated a guy who was almost always wore suits i hated that and his dress down was a suit with sneakers and i'm like no i feel like you can't even squat down like if we want to pick like you gotta you can't squat down you know the pants gonna rip you know oh,
2: Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now how
0: are you going how are you gonna change a tire if your pants too tight
2: that's what I'm saying. Like I need do you really? my own mm. basketball shorts? Why did he always wear suits? Where were well, you let me going? You, When y'all was at the house? That was just there.
1: that's that's and actually right now he's a really big menswear designer.
2: Mm. mm. But not for me. So does he not have like work out in like suits? Like he would like design clothes to work out in suits. I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that is not his um his fourth, what life. about when he was around? I house, appreciate a man suit. as
0: versatile as me.
2: <laughs> yes, did he wear like what you
0: I said, I appreciate a man who's as versatile as
2: me. Yes, exactly. I feel like if we're gonna go to dinner, you're gonna know that I'm gonna wear heels like every chance I get, I'm gonna wear heels. So yeah. even if I'm going to meet a homegirl, I'm gonna wear heels. Um, even mm-hmm. if I'm it depends on like when it's cold outside. I'm a little indifferent, because I just need to be warm. I don't really know how to dress in the winter. But when it comes to, like, going... Because you can't I
0: wear have... a crop top.
2: Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, because I can't Boy. wear a crop top in the winter.
3: Because, listen, she's been crop topping it since she was six months, okay? A baby. You understand, can't baby. Came out the womb.
2: We need to
3: cut her onesie. Cut her onesie. like
2: drop, <laughs> crop tops. Okay. I just like crop tops because I lost enough weight so my stomach's flat um, I'm not looking like a damn uh, alien out here with that big belly anymore and I'm thankful. Cool. you know what i mean See, I, I
3: appreciate a, a man with style
2: so and, yeah, and I yeah. feel like
3: style is I, I've dated guys with good style and if you can match each other's fly like your style can be different like completely different from mine but I can trust. I've dated somebody that I trusted completely whatever he was going to wear because he put it together well. It came together well. He presented well.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
3: And so I just think style is more so the you know?
2: Like... Definitely. Uh, I think that, yeah. I can say as a woman when I go out and sometimes... like Just to the grocery store and I try to look decent. I will put on a little maxi dress, some earrings, you know? Put a little blush on, you know. I love a good lipstick. Um, mm-hmm. I get noticed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, she that. does. Yeah, yes, yeah, she does. A good like a purple. Like, yeah, That's yeah. like, <laughs> <lip. laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Bold lip, little pop of color. <laughs> <laughs> on this go with the crop top. <laughs> 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 the crop top. <laughs> Let me go look and see if I can find pop some crop the crop. Pop of color with <laughs> <laughs> a Pop with the crop. Um, wow, whose podcast are we on right now? <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <laughs> the, 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 the pop with the crop, <laughs> pop with the crop. That's gonna be my uh tag all the time. I really do have a lot of crop tops, but I'm gonna get some more because I, I want to come out fresh this summer when we're <laughs> but the league. I noticed that like people just assume like they treat me differently and they like okay you can come around but if I go in like workout clothes but my like my workout clothes are like running shorts and a t-shirt I don't get that same kind of love mm-hmm. they kind of like ma'am you you picked your you picked out your noodles yet go ahead move move <laughs> around but other than that if I go in looking nice with the pop of color they'd be like Oh, what you need? Do you like this? Do you like? Listen, go around. We're not trying to talk. That's because they see that thing poking in that dress. Hey, Look. when I come out there, you're yeah. gonna have me a booty, okay? <laughs> Two and <to> them booty. <laughs> but, um. So, we talked about our physical appearance. We talked about occupations. We talked about stere the domestic behaviors, personality traits, stereotypes. I think it all boils down to. Which gender roles are going to be thrown out because it's whatever works for your family, whatever works for you and your partner. Um, I think it's do you. Now, don't get too overwhelmed to where, like, you feel like you're doing everything and your partner's not doing enough. You can give your input. You start how you finish. If you start by doing everything, you don't think you're going to do everything and vice versa. So if a partnership is important to you, I think that you should speak on that and say like, we're a team. So however we can get the job done efficiently, that's how we're going to do it. Um, any more input that y'all want to put in? Mm-mm. Nothing? Mm-mm. I don't know when y'all will be back, but I do want to ask the question because this is, and we're going to wrap it up with this. Um, What i like to ask my guest is, what would you tell your 18? What advice would you give your 18 year old to maybe like 25 year old self? What advice would you give your 18 year old to 25 year old self? Because I think that's impressionable years. Not everybody go at once. Raise your hand. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: people ask this question all the time. And honestly, I wouldn't tell them any. I wouldn't tell myself anything. I was
0: going to say the same thing. Because
1: every experience, every heartbreak, every ounce of trouble, every near death experience has made me who I am today. And so, and, and when you say what advice would you give yourself, it doesn't mean that you would take it. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: That's
1: true. But, you know, I was surrounded by people who were giving me good advice and steering me in the right way. But, I was living the life that I was supposed to live. I was walking the path and everything that happened happened for a reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I wouldn't change anything. And I would, I, the only advice I would give is, you know, keep doing what you're doing. This is what mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be living. Um, mm-hmm. And and when you see yourself at 30, 40, 50, 60, you'll be thankful that you went through those things then.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I was going to say,
0: same thing to a degree, um, but I always pride myself on living a fulfilled life.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I learned and really about enjoying
0: you. my life, and mm-hmm. I was intentional about that, like early on. Um, mm-hmm. And I would tell myself, my eighteen, twenty five year old self, to continue to enjoy your life. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> <laughs> just stay on Let's the path see. that God has laid out for mm-hmm. you. Laid out for you.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, just, don't um, just don't date your ex for so long. Just <laughs> don't what? Don't do what? Just don't date your ex for so no, long. No, don't date your Move on. Look, move on. No one no no to let go, go baby. No one to let go.
3: That part. <laughs> no, look, letting go—the art of letting go. Um agreement with yay and maya and i see where they're coming from i think the only thing i would tell myself though is to not be so attached to what i think life should be
2: Mm
3: -hmm. um this idea of what i should accomplish by this age and this part and how Mm -hmm. things should go and be so committed to that because i do think that um in, in in doing that. And I think it's normal. I think most people do, you know, oh, I want to be married by this age, have kids by this mm-hmm. age, go to college, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. we set our lives up. Um, some Sometimes we disappoint ourselves instead of, mm-hmm. to Tanya's point, um, understanding that your friend's story is not yours, your life plan. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes is different. And sometimes that's for a good reason. Somebody said to me recently, man, I wish that I wasn't in this situation. And I said to them, maybe the situation is saving you from something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just, I think that's what I would tell like the big piece of my 18 to 25 year old self, because those are crucial years. It's just that be intentional, have fun, live, and don't be so attached to what you thought it should be. Mm-hmm. What you thought mm-hmm. it should be. And, um, and be so attached that you can't go with the flow of,
0: you know,
2: uh, things changing. Uh, I needed to
0: hear that in my late 20s.
2: <laughs> yeah. Adapt to change. Mm-hmm. Hello? I think that's... that's. Oh, you sound far away. It's probably that regular airport Anyway. You <laughs> trying to use that right one. Use the left. Use the left <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> thank you all for that insight because my mind changes all the time what I would mm. tell myself, but my mine is more so, be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Do what feels good. Do what feels right. Um, and be true to yourself. And just because society thinks that that's what something should be, be okay with exploring and finding out for yourself. Um, mine always changes. Um, I wouldn't change anything because I always enjoyed life. I always lived it, kind of did what I wanted to. It was just free mm-hmm. in these streets but um <laughs> I feel like I could be more free. Um I think in the o- older I get the more free I am. Mm. But I think it's important that we do enjoy life and be and adapt to change. It is it's going to have changes the constant thing in life. It's going to happen. So um what we look for in others we have to look for it within ourselves. So I want to thank y'all for coming to Them Tina podcast and joining us and giving your insight, ladies. I appreciate you and say your goodbyes because we're done, son. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. I
0: think that cut out. I'm so
2: sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, thank y'all for um coming to Tell Tina Podcast. I really appreciate y'all. If y'all want, I can meet y'all in the house party. That's all. Thank you for having me. Right. Thank
3: you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. To all our fans.
2: Yes. Bye-bye. To all our fans, don't be don't until next time. Until next time. Until next time. We'll be around Pretty y'all. Privileged. All right. Thank y'all for listening okay. to Tellent Tina Podcast. Bye. I enjoyed y'all. Bye. Bye. Shalom, girl tell them tina i'm sure y'all are wondering where you can find tell them tina podcast you can find me on stitcher radio google podcast hub spotify and soundcloud and itunes tell your mama tell your friends tell your cousin them tell a co-worker tell somebody you passing on the street tell them to pull up on me and you know as always i enjoyed y'all and thank you for listening